the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Second hour, Bruce Hooley Show, 94.5 Dayton, 98.9 Columbus. Appreciate you listening and very much appreciate the feedback I received yesterday on the first half hour of hour number two uh, regarding uh, what I see as the number one danger to our country now long term. Uh, It's not inflation. It's not the border. It is uh, the LGBTQ movement and its inroads into glorifying demonic possession of our youth. Now, you can listen to the podcast of that particular hour. I'm not going to repeat it, but I appreciate the uh, encouragement that I received from a pastor in Reynoldsburg who texted me and uh, my friend in Dublin and uh, a couple other people who texted me. I'm going to go down that same road today uh, with some different uh, thoughts. First, I want you to hear... Uh, why this is an issue, okay? It is uh, an issue that we must protect our children. That is why I believe this is the seminal issue of our time. I've said before uh, to some of you, I'm trying to think the last place I spoke where I said this, oh, it was the ribbon-cutting ceremony for the opening of Columbus Classical Academy at 2000 Polaris Parkway. I'm a big fan of Columbus Classical Academy because uh, it will uh, guide children K through eight is where they'll start. They'll add a grade every year. Uh, it will guide kids in uh, a classical education, a Hillsdale College education, which is to say it will teach them true things, truth, virtue, beauty, uh, all gifts from God. Wisdom is solely from God. Proverbs, I think it's fourteen six says, for the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Uh, In Proverbs 1, it says, the fear of the Lord, which means to esteem, extol, elevate him to his rightful place uh, over all things. Uh, To fear the Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. You look up the word fool in the footnote at the bottom of Proverbs 1, and a fool is not defined as a dumb person, as a stupid person. A fool is defined as an immoral person person, a person who does not govern their morality according to biblical standards. As I've said before, because you always have to give a proviso with this because the left jumps on you, how about you? What about you? I'm not a sinless person, nor is the sin of immorality in any way, shape, or form worse than any other sin like gluttony or profanity or gossip or anything else. But I'm just talking now about the danger to our kids, sometimes, regrettably, in their own home, from people who have given themselves over to the lie of transgenderism. Here is a news report about a father who is bragging proud of 
transitioning his son to a girl at an age where I cannot fathom this being done to an innocent child. Basically, at about 24 months, here, here's where she started grabbing the, um, the tutus and the dresses. By three and a half, Kieran had transitioned to a girl. Kieran Today, is a boy. she's nine years old, a third grader, and an athlete. That's why the Clausens are celebrating Governor Holcomb's decision to veto a bill that would have banned Kieran and other transgender girls from playing on girls' sports teams at school. There were happy tears shed. There was dancing. And when I told Kieran, she squealed with glee. There are people watching this right now who will say people who were born a boy and are living life as a girl are biologically different, so it, it, places, it places them in an unfair advantage. My daughter will never go through male puberty. He says Kieran will undergo hormone therapy to make her no different than any other girl. My kid's mental health is more important than your kid's trophy. I want to tackle those last two statements. He will have hormone therapy so he won't go through puberty, and it's the news anchor who says, so Kieran, and Kieran's a boy, biological boy, will be from hormone therapy no different than any other girl. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Kieran will never be a girl, nor will she be like every other girl, because Kieran was born with male anatomy and biology and with male DNA. So no amount of hormone blockers will make your son your daughter and will make whatever your son's name was when you, before you engaged in this demonic delusion, no amount of puberty blockers will make that boy like any other girl. He will always remain decidedly, biologically, (laughs) unlike any other girl. And he said, my kid's mental health is more important than your kid's trophy. Let's tackle that for a second. Is your kid's mental health more important than my daughter's mental health? And the answer to that is no, it is not. Your kid's mental health is not more important than the mental health of many more daughters who outnumber your son's desire to be treated as a girl. Because I guarantee you there will be many more authentic biological girls playing sports, whatever sport your son attempts to infiltrate whatever locker room, whatever private space your son attempts to infiltrate masquerading as a girl, there will be many more girls whose mental health is compromised by your son's presence than your son's mental health or other boys masquerading as girls. They will never outnumber the number of girls who you will compromise, disturb, scar their mental health with your delusion. Thankfully, the U.S. Congress is taking up a bill today to protect girls, to protect girls' sports in the 50th year of Title IX. Here is Victoria Fox, congressman, congresswoman from North Carolina, talking about why the U.S. 
House is taking up this bill today. We're not targeting anyone. We just want to protect what was passed in Title IX 50 years ago, which the Democrats led on. If men are allowed to compete against women, there's no way that women are going to be able to win. It's just not fair. No, it is not fair. Now, today, ironically, or not, is the 40th anniversary of Ronald Reagan's evil empire speech. Reagan's evil empire speech was given on March 8th, 1983, at the National Association of Evangelicals. And he was talking about, of course, Russia, Soviet Union, the evil empire. Communism and totalitarianism and the struggle for freedom around the world. We certainly have evil empires today, Russia, China, Iran. But we also have an evil empire right here at home. It is the LGBTQ movement. It is an evil empire. And of them, I would say the exact same things that Ronald Reagan said 40 years ago in his speech about the evil empire of the Soviet Union. They must be made to understand we will never compromise our principles and standards. We will never give away our freedom. We will never abandon our belief in God. I want you to hear this at Sintero. I want you to hear this, Maria Bruno, and whatever godless organization it is that you head up here in Columbus. We will never abandon our faith in God, and we will never abandon our children to your evil, demonic ideology. Never. It will not happen. You have, as you have always done, twisted the truth to benefit your own satanic leanings. Now, I'm not your enemy in that, like Ronald Reagan, in his evil empire speech, I share this sentiment. He said, let us pray for the salvation of all those who live in totalitarian darkness. Pray they will discover the joy of knowing God. But until they do, Let us be aware that while they preach the supremacy of the state, is that not the case with the Democratic Party today and the LGBTQ movement? While they preach the supremacy of the state, declare its omnipotence over individual man and predict its domination of all peoples on the earth, they are the focus of evil in the modern world. You are absolutely the focus of evil in the modern world if you would tell a child that they are not the sex that they were designed by God to be and born by God to be. Matt Walsh of The Daily Wire has been on the forefront of this fight. He had some very insightful things to say yesterday. I will play those comments for you next. So one of the things that I've wondered about throughout my whole life is how I would bear up if ever faced with uh, the kind of decision that uh, young men in my father's generation were faced with. When they were drafted for World War II up to age 50, you heard me, 
up to age 50 for the duration of the war. I can't even imagine uh, that being something that people would agree to do now uh, because we are too uh, enslaved to our comforts. And I've struck every time I watch Saving Private Ryan by the beginning scenes in that movie of what everyone says is a very realistic depiction of the storming of the beaches on D-Day. Well, I really believe that the fight against the LGBTQ movement is that kind of a fight for my generation, which is now parenting the kids, and in some cases grandparenting the kids, of this age growing up with a very real, loud presence of the LGBTQ movement in every aspect of our society. It has advanced to the point where we have health professionals who have taken a Hippocratic oath to do no harm to actively advocate for and perform surgeries that cut healthy organs off. Minor children. Because these health professionals are administering what is called gender-affirming care. We are told that the rates of suicide for transgender kids are astronomical because we don't approve of their feelings that they were born the wrong sex. The rates of suicide are not astronomical because they are living at odds with who and what God created them to be. No, it is all our fault. And we are told to stand back and just let them live their lives. Because what is it to you if we do what we do to our bodies and we bend the laws and rules of morality to fit our own twisted desires? Matt Walsh, Daily Wire. Yesterday, saying something that I wished I had thought of first, but I thought it was so eloquent, so insightful, and so powerful, his words to the LGBTQ movement about their plea to just be left alone. I see you on social media and on the news and out marching the street, crying your crocodile tears and claiming that you're being set upon by fascist right-wingers who won't let you just live your lives in peace. What do we ever do to you, you cry? Why are you so angry at us? Well, let me answer that question. You see, the, the rest of us were living our lives. We were minding our own business when you came along and demanded that we abandon everything we know about fundamental physical reality for your sake. That's what you did. You claim the right to walk into whatever bathroom you want, whatever locker room, whatever sports team. Nobody else has ever had that right. Nobody else has ever had that right to just do whatever they want, go anywhere they want. But you wanted it. You came after our children, seeking to suck them into your suicide cult just to make yourselves feel better. You tried to restructure human society to make it affirming to you personally. You wanted to force the whole world to bend to your narcissism. You tried to put words in our mouths. You tried to control how we speak, even when you're not in the room. Your ego is so out of control that you even tried to take possession of parts of the English language, like you can own them as a pet, You waved that hideous, ridiculous flag in our face and wouldn't stop waving it. You demanded not just tolerance, but celebration. You did all of that. That was you. 
And now you cry victim because some of us have simply answered no? He's so right about that. Uh, The whole pronoun preferences. They think they own the language. They can police the language. They can cancel you for using the language wrong. And I've said from the beginning, the LGBTQ movement moved first from tolerate us to accommodate us, then to celebrate us, and now it must be indoctrinate us into culture. We are a normal part of culture. Well, what is not normal, as Matt Walsh points out, is this lie of constant affirmation. If you had just said, well, I'm going to live as though I'm the opposite sex. I'm going to tell everyone that I'm the opposite sex, and I'm going to change my name and how I dress, and I'm going to do all of this because it's what I want to do, and it's how I want to live. Well, if you just said that, you, you could have done that. I personally still would not have agreed with your lifestyle, and I personally would not have gone along with the charade, and I would not have affirmed the lie. I would not have. But society generally would have left you alone, as you claim you want. Um, And I I know that because that was already the experience of the very small minority of trans-identified people in this country up until the last decade or so. Prior to this past decade, this tiny group of people basically lived the lifestyle they wanted to live, and there wasn't much attempt to stop them from doing so. It wasn't, we didn't really talk about it. It wasn't discussed. It was very much on the fringes. But that wasn't good enough for you. In your vanity, you couldn't be satisfied merely with the ability to live how you want. You demanded the celebration. You needed not just the ability to practice your lifestyle, but you needed a parade following behind you and cheering you on the whole time. And you needed affirmation. My God, your, your obsessive, unquenchable need for affirmation. Have you noticed that nobody else walks around every day demanding that the entire world affirm them every second? No one ever did that. No one has lived their life that way, walking around looking for affirmation. None, none of the rest of us even think about that. The idea that you're going to walk out your door and you need to be affirmed by people? Affirmed? How is that anyone's job to affirm you? So true. And it harkens back to Ronald Reagan's evil empire speech 40 years ago today, where I'm going to sub in what I think is the evil empire now, the LGBTQ movement. Reagan said, I urge you to speak out against those who would place the United States in a position of moral inferiority. You know, I've always believed that Satan reserved his best efforts for those of you in the church, the churches that are LGBTQ welcoming. I want you to welcome them, but I don't want you to welcome their sin without saying that it is sin. Back to Reagan. I urge you to beware the temptation of pride, the temptation of blithely declaring yourselves above it all and label both sides equal, to ignore the facts of history and the aggressive impulses of an evil empire to simply call the LGBTQ movement a giant misunderstanding and thereby remove yourself from the struggle between right and wrong and good and evil. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.